Have you ever met that person or, or do you have a friend who, you know, talks about their high school glory a little bit too often, makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable? Um, have you ever been that guy or that girl? <laughs> um, I think that I've been that guy a few times. You know, uh, there's some things that, that I you get to experience in high school that you don't really get any other time in your life. Um, and I think that that's kind of a funny thing where we have like this glory days mentality where we're like, man, that was awesome when I got to do this, this, or this. But the danger of that is it can keep us from new and different and better things that God has for us. And that's kind of what is being talked about in this verse that we, we talked about it some on Sunday, but um, I want to talk about it more. So it's Isaiah 43. And if you weren't there, you know, this is just uh, uh, Isaiah is a prophet about 700, writing, writing about 700 years before Jesus. And he's talking to Israel, preparing them for a time where they're going to be exiled um, and, and taken captive, but he's starting to speak hope already for how God's going to redeem them. So what we read is, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. And we talked about leaving uh, the things in our past that hold us back from the future and not letting them take power over us. But I want to read you what happens right before he says that, because it's very interesting. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and the horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, stuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. Do you see the irony here? I mean, this is so interesting. He says, here's what I did for you in the past. Forget the past. What is he talking about? How can you do both remember the past and forget the past? And so there's a couple points that I think that we can take, even from just that little piece, that little passage. I think, number one, there's a difference between remembering the past and living in the past. Remember, he says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Do not live in the past. Do not take up residence in the past. So there is actually power in remembering what God has done for you. Remembering lessons learned, remembering how God has answered prayer or the times when he met you in your lowest times or the blessings he brought you in your good times. Um, remembering that as you look into your future, that's different than dwelling in the past and getting stuck in the past. And so remembering it is different than living there. And the other thing I would say is that um, sometimes if God moves in our past, we see that's the only way we expect him to move in the future. And, and, and it's like we box him in and see God is just so creative that, that we can't predict how he's going to move in our lives. And if we try to, that's why he says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? And a lot of times we don't perceive it. We don't have the eyes to see what God is wanting to do because we've categorized what God can and will do based on our past experience. And we don't have room for him doing new things in our future experience. And so even in this verse, he says, um, behold, I'm doing a new thing. I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. It's so interesting because just two verses before he was talking about how he made a dry path through water. And now he's going to make, give you water in the desert. He said, I'm going to do a new thing. It's going to be different. And so if you sometimes get stuck in like, wow, I just remember when God did this or when God felt like this or, you know, and I just want to get back to that day. And like, no, like God, he's different. He's growing. You've grown. Life has changed. Experience him fresh and new. And so, you know, how can you practically apply that? Well, let's just say like maybe, maybe prayer has never been a thing for you. And that's just like, oh, I just don't connect with God through prayer. Well, like, don't make that decision about your life. What if that's coming? What if a new thing God wants to do is, is give you a, a 
a new and life-giving prayer life. Or maybe you're like, you know, just serving, uh, serving just isn't a thing for me. Like I, you know, what if God is going to bring that to life for you? Or, you know, vulnerability, small groups, like that just hasn't been a way that I relate to God. Well, like, let's stop closing the door on what God could do, you know, and start opening, opening up our eyes and our hearts to the new things that God wants to do in our lives. And so um, I hope this is encouraging for you. I found it fascinating, interesting. Some of this is pulled from a teaching uh, that I heard by Orrin McManus. It's called New or The New. You can go listen to it if you want to. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's really challenging. And so I hope that you're feeling encouraged and you're thinking about and processing, like getting unstuck, leaving the baggage behind us that keeps us from the future, not letting our past baggage dictate our future and what God has for us. This week, Jonathan's going to be talking about overcoming the scarcity mindset. I think it's going to be challenging and it's going to be powerful. So listen, make sure you get there. It's going to be an awesome Sunday and we can't wait to see you.